You came back this week. Okay, then. Let's speak more geek. This is the Geek Speak Show. Get ready to speak geek. Featuring interviews with the movers and shakers in geek culture. Hi, I'm Chris Hardwick. I'm not a fact sheet. Hey, this is Todd McFarlane. I'm Zach Whedon. Hi, this is George Gentry. The Geek Speak Show is powered by GeekTyrant.com, GameTyrant.com, MightyVille.com, Ramascreen.com, and Zergnet.com. Geek is spoken here. They're listening. You're consuming. You're watching it with your ears. Oh, just listen. Here are the hosts of the Geek Speak Show, Henry San Miguel and Rachel Rossini. Here we are to save the day from what? I don't know. Disney, maybe? No. Hey, Rachel. How hey, you doing? we could save the day. You never know. No, you were saying right before we started, I want to save Star Wars from Disney. It just, everybody relax. It's fine. Like I was telling you, though, I don't care who owned it. Warner Brothers, it could have been... You know, legendary pictures, whoever. As long as we're getting seven, eight, nine with the original actors. Yes, I know Mark Hamill hasn't said yes, no, but you know he is. That's all that matters to me. I didn't say save it from Disney. I was just concerned about going to a Disney convention that now also included Star Wars. That's a valid concern. You were actually talking about, you know, you, you saw the Yoda heads with the Mickey ears. You wanted to go up to somebody in Disneyland and cut off the ears. for They pay good money for that, so don't leave, leave them alone. Yeah, no. If you have Yoda ears, you definitely don't want Mickey ears on top of that. I, I just, it's very confusing, and they just don't go together. Trust me, the hat looked awful. Well, I'm just saying, don't don't cut it off. Just force push it off. That 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 you know, that that'll okay. be better. I, like, hey, they use the force, cool, and they won't be I as mad. Can handle that. <laughs> so, hey, welcome to the Geek Speak Show, everybody. Um, not quite summer yet. Convention season has kicked off. We're gonna kick. Uh, we're gonna not end it, but we're gonna end this month with uh, WonderCon. The, Sort right. of big one, not as not as huge or crazy as Comic Con, but it's the warm up to Comic Con. We'll call it that. Uh, although at the Anaheim Convention Center, I think they're going to have the whole convention center th- th- this time around, so it will be a mini Comic Con. We'll call it. But uh, everybody's going to be there. Everybody who's anybody in the in in geek culture, um, you'll probably get those guys that are going into darkness in in uh, next month. You'll probably get that guy that covered himself in iron, uh, the Game of Thrones, all that stuff that that goes on. So because of that, I'm sure you guys, and Rachel, I'm sure you saw it too. I'm sure you guys have seen, like, for the thousandth, twentieth time, the Iron Man 3 trailer that just came out. Uh, yes. I have been watching it over and over and over. Have I found some things in it? Yeah, kind of. Not really looking forward. I'm just looking forward to May 3 already, Free Comic Book Day and Iron Man 3 in theaters. So I, th- I figured, you know, to start the show today, it's going to be a quick show. I mean, no, uh, we have one quick guest at the end. I'll talk to somebody who is... I will describe her as the female Chris Hardwick, and most of you know who I'm talking about, so I'll talk to her really quick. It'll be a tease, because she'll come back for the WonderCon show. She's going to do something kind of special for WonderCon. You'll find out what that is in just a few minutes. But before we do that, I figured, Rachel and I, let's talk real quick about what we're looking forward to as far as summer movies go. Um, It's not quite a summer movie. Just came out last weekend, Oz the Great and Powerful. You said you haven't seen it yet. I know. I want to see it so bad. How was it? It It was okay. I mean, it's not... You know, it's not like, like iconic like The Wizard of Oz, but uh, it, it was okay. I mean, it, it is a nice thing, to, a nice movie to, to see, especially in 3D. Visually? I did, I did see it in 3D, actually. And, oh, and, you did? Oh, and, oh. And this one, the only, well, the only reason why is because it's directed by Sam Raimi. And, and, and any Sam Raimi fan knows he's 
phenomenal at making things fly out at you anyway. So I figured, wait, Sam Raimi makes things fly out at you in 3D? Yeah, I'm going to do it 3D. So he actually didn't get crazy with it. It was, it was I couldn't even tell except for there's a few scenes, few Sam Raimi scenes where, where you know, he the uh, the, uh, the, the what is he? The wizard throws his hat at you and it comes at you. Yeah. What looks really good is, is when you do get the Oz. And, you know, spoiler alert, doesn't really spoil anything, but it does start just like the original Wizard of Oz movie. It starts in black and white. It's not even widescreen. Right. It's in black and white. Then once you get the Oz, you get the boom, the whole thing. Then it goes 3D on you. And it looks fantastic. It looks like you're in Oz. The flying monkeys fly around you. That's, this should be in 40. You, 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 it should through, you know, blow a little air on you. It feels like the, the wing, wings are flapping, but that's a whole that other thing. That would be cool. Yeah, but I it, would but, go see. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. So so that was that. Um, another movie I'm looking forward to, and it's actually the weekend of uh, WonderCon, is I think maybe, maybe, I'm one of the few who actually was looking forward to this, was G.I. Joe Retaliation. Because I'm one of the few people who actually liked the first one. Believe it or not, the other one was our own David Lee, who... Doesn't like anything, but he liked the first G.I. Joe. That I one, like G.I. Joe, too, though. I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, my top 10 list, but I still like it as a movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean people go in there looking for stories. Really, it, it's a movie based on a toy line. What possible story could you have? I like the fact that there was just stuff blowing up everywhere. And, if, and, and my son and I went to see it. We were both four-year-olds, you know, blowing stuff up and, and right. high-fiving each other. There's the flag. There's the vamp. There's this. There's Snake Eyes. There's this. So I'm looking forward to that. Um I I got a, uh, I think we got one in the Super Bowl, but I saw one before that. Trailers for Oblivion have been been coming out. I really really like that movie. I, I honestly I had no idea what it was about. I knew it was a sci fi movie starring um, I was gonna say Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. Um, mm. But the more I see of this movie, the more I'm, I get excited for it. I re- it looks really good, and I really do want to see. It. That's coming out in April. Um, another one similar to that came, trailer came out a day after the Iron Man three trailer is is with the Smiths, son and father, after Earth. You got to say it that way. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to say that line in there. Oh, by the way, a uh, little tease for you guys. The, one of them, could be Jaden, could it be Will, they will come on the show and talk after Earth when uh, we get close to release. So you will hear from the Fresh Prince, perhaps, or the Fresh... What's the son? If Will's the Prince, what's the son? <laughs> I, I don't know. That, yeah, we're, well, we're yeah, getting yeah. Off, off the universe here. Yeah, well, you'll hear from them talking talking about After Earth, or or maybe maybe a real exclusive. Maybe we can get M Night Shyamalan to come in because I've noticed. Also, I don't know if you've seen the trailers. Even I've noticed they're keeping his name out of, out of this thing. Maybe they're 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 afraid that people will say, "Oh, I'm not going to go to that." Probably because oh, it's Shyamalan. I'm not going to that because you know Will Smith is the most bankable movie star. You put in, you put his name on anything, people go, no matter how that is true dumb it is. So well, yeah. in April, Jurassic Park actually comes out in in 3D. So that's April 5th. That's going to be kind of cool too. Is it the 20th or 25th anniversary for the thing? Uh, no, it can't be. It can't be the 25th. It's got to be the 20th. Yeah. You know, you know how I am with with math. Don't ask me. Yeah, to do that. Me either. So anyway, but yeah, I think it's the 20th and in 3D, and that's going to be pretty cool. I know that's my brother's favorite movie of all time. He's going to be squealing like a little girl. No, don't call him that. No, we'll, uh, I'll ask you because you're our resident technical expert. Will it look good transformed into a 3D? Because that wasn't a 3D movie to begin with. It wasn't, but you know what? The way that a lot of those shots are set up, 
it was like they were thinking if we could make this in 3D, this is what we would do. So I do think that the transition will actually look really good in that. Okay, we'll see. See, and yeah. another thing I, I don't like, and, and and this has been happening a lot, um, hasn't happened with Willow, what came out this week and for the 25th anniversary on Blu-ray, but there's a Jurassic Park Blu-ray in stores now, and I've always thought it was it was kind of dumb where you know you release it in, in, in the stores, but you also release it in the theater at the same time. So, it's marketing, you know. Yeah, but why, but why would I go pay, you know, whatever it is, $45 for a 3D ticket when I could just buy it, watch it at home? Because it's not meant for the, the people that say, why would I buy it? It's meant for the actual fans. So if they get a little bit of the people that buy the Blu-ray and then the rest of the people that go see the movie, then they're covering more ground. It's Yeah, it's technical. But have you seen today's TV, the smart TVs as they call them, the 3D smart TVs? And of if course. You, and if you partner that with a good home theater system, it's like you're in the theater anyway. Yeah, but most people don't know how to create that experience. So, you know, technology eludes the general public. Spill for some time. soda on the ground, make the floor sticky, you get the popcorn. Now, now you got the experience. Now, now it's about right. And then, of course, there's Iron Man 3, right, which is in May. Yes. May 3rd. And we're all really, really, really excited. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. Iron Man three, we got Iron Man three. We've got Thor's coming later Star in the Trek. year. Yeah, oh Thor yeah. Thor's later. Oh, I love Thor. Yes, he's later in the year. Um, but Star Trek Into Darkness, of course, that's uh, the seventeenth of May. Yeah, really? 17th. never heard of that movie. Oh, oh well, let me um, explain it to you. That it's going to be awesome and uh, midnight release. Everybody, put your hand up. I'm in for sure. Well, I, well, yes, but we get it we do get it early. Oh, actually the uk gets a little bit earlier than, than we do but we get it early on uh, i think on a tuesday it comes out and then everybody else can go see it on uh on friday i think it comes out i forget if it's a wednesday or a friday that's going to come out but we're, um that was part of the remember that i think joe talked about it in his geek out when during the super bowl mm-hmm. during, that, during that super bowl commercial that they had there was a little qr code that they put up and if you went to it 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 allowed you to buy tickets to an early screening i think it's going to come out on, the, on tuesday of that week and obviously they're all sold out now so all the people that going in in starfleet uniforms they're going to be there tuesday night that yes that's me too i do have my insignia and everything we're ready to go i have that too actually Does you, but i'm not yeah. going early yeah so so yeah into darkness will finally know who the hell is Benedict Cumberbatch? Not him, but who is he playing? <laughs> who is it? Khan? Is it John Harrison? Who is John Harrison? We'll finally know. Damon Lindelof talked about it uh, sometime this week. I forget who who he's talking to. I think Variety Magazine or MTV Geek, one one of those two. And he said that it, it's it's actually necessary to keep it secret because they want us to feel like Kirk and crew because they don't know who it is, so we shouldn't know who it is. Which I like that idea. I do. I'd rather the suspension of disbelief be expanded in that way so i'm excited you know I, I hate spoilers i don't undo spoilers on the show but if you spoil something big like like for example I'll, uh let me show my age here like i said earlier i'm from the original star wars generation the ones that actually saw it in the theater when i was three four years old we we had Starlog magazine but it was still you know months behind they, they mm-hmm. did set visits on, on return of the jedi empire and everything but it was months behind. By the time we got it, the movie was already either in theaters or get it, we're getting ready to leave the theaters. Now, because of these things, are genius phones, we can get it instantaneously. <laughs> if if Twitter, Facebook, all, all the social media had, had existed back then, I don't think that the greatest line in movie history would have had the same impact. No. 
I am your father. Because we were, it would have been tweeted somewhere. Somebody would have would have leaked it, in, yeah. and people would have already known. See, for that reason alone, see that here's your Star Wars Star Wars reference. For that reason alone, I hate spoilers. I I don't want it to be spoiled for me. Because then, oh yeah, I knew that. I knew he was con. I knew he was mm-hmm. you know whatever. Not saying he's con. I'm just saying you know. But right, just I agree with you. What is it? You're younger than I am. What is it about this generation, the one before you, or even the, the even younger generations? What is it about, about about those generations that you guys need to know everything before the movie comes it, out? I don't even think that that it's so much that we need to know everything. I think it's the fact that we can't help but post or tweet or whatever information that we find, and so because because they can't help it, they're like, oh, I found this out. I'm going to put this out there. They don't think about the fact that other people don't want to know and want that experience. Yeah, I mean, and I get it. It's part of being a geek. You you, you got to know everything, and 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 some uppity geeks even want to show it off like a, a branded yes, like a weapon. They, like, hey, they want to be I the one this. that told you. you. Don't exactly. Yeah. Um. So you know, if you're one of those, don't email me. I don't want to know. If you if you do know who Cumberbatch is playing, don't let me know. Maybe let Jay know. She she I think she wants to know. Um. So yeah, th- those are some of the movies we're looking forward to. I can't think of another one. What? Uh, what else? Man of Steel. Man of Steel is in uh, June. It's the fourteenth. Oh, yeah. Now, oh. now, see, is 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 Man of Steel gonna suffer what it suffered right now? Because with me, what Amazing Spider Man suffered last year. Amazing Spider Man had the the bad luck of coming between Avengers and Dark Knight Rises, and people are like, eh, it, it's there, but okay, sort of forgotten. See, it's strategically placed, like, what, a month after Star Trek, though, and then there, there's nothing there's nothing else until the next month, July, and when Pacific Rim comes out. So it's like one each month. Well, there's, there's two in May, yeah. but I don't know. It, it'll be questionable, but that's the only thing for June, so that might help. Yeah. I mean, it, all, all I, I think I said it to, with Jay one time is I hope that Zack Snyder knocks it out of the out of the planet, knocks it all the way to Krypton or whatever's left the of Krypton. Krypton, because um, yes. we we really since the the nineteen what was seventy seven one the the Christopher Reeve one the first one we haven't had a real good Superman movie since then and we need one right badly. Yeah. Plus, if if the rumors are true, then to set up the Justice League movie, you've got to do it really really good with this one. You know, there was nothing. There were no hints, nothing in, in the Dark Knight movies, the Christopher Nolan ones. But if they're going to use Man of Steel to set up the Justice League movie, it's got to be really good. Again, not to copy them, but Marvel did but it let's be phenomenally. Real. And you know, it, yeah, Kevin Feige was behind it all, but it was perfect how they tied. It. Oh, by the way, what two, three years late? I finally watched the uh, Green Lantern, the Green Lantern movie earlier this week, and. It, okay i mean i i see it i, I stay till the end and I, and I see how they you know they put in the the i guess i shouldn't say spoiler because by now everybody's seen it um the sinestro little hint that he's going to be the villain in the next one if there's a next one uh kind of a la marvel but uh as far i mean i've never been a big dc guy that's jay over here she's our dc girl but right. uh it, it, it was okay i mean uh, could i see ryan reynolds standing next to christian bale and henry cavill in a Justice League movie, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think he can hold his own against them. Probably, I don't think so either. Probably not. So, uh, yeah, oh, I was going to ask you to mention. I was going to mention that one, Pacific Rim, but you beat me to it. But yeah, Pacific Rim, I'm really looking forward to because it's big monsters, bigger robots fighting Guillermo del Toro. What more could you ask for? We're there. 
I got to see uh, one of the costumes at New York Comic Con. So if you guys were there, you saw it too, I'm sure. And it was gorgeous. So uh, I can't, I can't wait to see all of the effects and everything. And hopefully, if he does this right, which I'm sure he is, maybe they'll let him do Voltron finally. Oh, <gasps> speechless! That would be really, really cool. Yeah. So um, Pacific Rim, uh, what's missing? Feels like we're missing something. We got Man uh, of Steel. And- Ender's Game, right? Is that we're summer? Still, I thought that was later in the year, November. It's later in the year, but but we're we're getting down the line, and I'm I'm really hoping that that's going to be epic. Well, it's got Harrison Ford. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. First of all, well, I mean, that's a bonus. I'm just saying. I'm, that's I'm hoping true. That it's, You're thinking Crystal School. Yeah, yeah, you might go wrong <laughs> with him sometimes. <laughs> well, that wasn't his saying, fault. That was Shia LaBeouf's fault. I know you like him, but that was his fault. Oh, I like swinging him. through the trees with him. We didn't need that. That was the anyway, jump the shark moment. We'll we'll see what happens with that one. <clears throat> yeah, that's later. Also later in the year is uh, Hunger Games, the second <gasps> Hunger Games. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, what else? I think I, I think that's it for summer summer movies. For some yeah, reason, I thought I it was there were more, but I think we just covered all of them. Unless we're I missing think we're just really big. Preluding to, you know, what we're gonna find in two. Well, years, I'm sure somebody's gonna years. send us an email if you miss something and demand we give our geek credit cards back but yeah. which we will you know we'll we'll add it in next week so yeah because to be continued next week um so what is that you're holding in your hand by the way a book good yeah i got one too so that must mean <laughs> it's time for the geek speak show book club <gasps> our books or graphic novels tell us what your favorites are books at the geekspeakshow.com so let's tell you what our favorites are now i'm gonna play you this time around this week I have a oh. Star Wars book. That oh, see now now you're taking away my spotlight. You're oh well, lightsaber light. Um, no, but uh, this is actually a book that I featured last week, and I read it again uh, for some reason. It's called Star Wars: Darth Vader and Son by Jeffrey Brown. Jeff Jeff Brown was here. You guys see the pictures up on our Facebook page from uh, from the signing. Pretty cool guy. He's a real Star Wars fan, just like Rachel. He's a real deal. And this is this book is is. Uh, it's not a comic book, but although it's 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 drawn, not Joe will like it. It's, it there's there's a few bubbles in there, um, but it's it it's basically imagine what it, what it would be like if the Death Star had a bring your kid to the work day, and Darth Vader brought Luke Skywalker, and this is the kind of stuff that you find in this book, Darth Vader and Son. It's called still out there in bookstores. You can get at the usual suspects online. Uh, Darth Vader and Son by Jeffrey Brown. That's my book for this week. What you got? So I have actually a recommendation. So I, I haven't read this yet, but I was talking to one of my friends and uh, he was telling me about his favorite book or trilogy of books of all time. And I was really, really intrigued. So I kind of wanted to share it with you guys. The um, and it's trilogy. the Mars. Oh. No, ah, it's the Mars trilogy. Um, and it's by Kim Robinson. Um, and there's the three books in it, of course. And they all, there's like Red Mars, uh, Blue Mars, Green Mars. Um, and they kind of deal with the colonizing of Mars. So um, he was telling me in, in Red Mars, it kind of deals how uh, the polar ice caps on Mars melt and create oceans. And then all of a sudden, you know, people on Earth are like, oh, we, we could go there. Um, but the reason why he likes it is because it's rational science fiction, um, which I'm a really big fan of. Like if I can see the logic like Spock in how they're doing something, I'm sold. Logical. Like I love that. Yes, exactly. So um there's things, for example, he was telling me how in the book, 
people set up these little projectors, um, the first thing that they do during the day, to make the skies appear blue so that they don't like go crazy looking at red skies every day and, and mess with their mind. Um, so I think it's really cool. Um, and then you get to see the effects of people being born on Mars and how it changes, you know, the race. Um, and it's, it's just pretty cool. And he just mentioned that when, you know, when he first read it, which was probably about 10 years ago, he couldn't put it down. He just went right through them. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm going to go get them and I want to read them too. So check it out. Who is it by? Uh, it is by Kim, uh, Robinson. Kim what? And it's Kim Robinson, the Mars trilogy. And don't worry, you guys, Henry will have the link, so you don't have to remember that. It'll be on the links page at geekspeakshow.com. Yeah, I'll put them in our book club section. Just look for them there. The links will have our guests, but the book club, they will all be there. And don't forget, tell us what yours are. Yes, I keep getting them. We'll probably get them at uh, WonderCon. Ernie Klein, you you, you keep talking about Ready Player One. When are you going to talk about it? We'll talk to him about it. I do have it somewhere (laughs) here. He sent me one autographed. But we will talk about it finally. We'll talk about is it becoming a movie or not because there's talk that there, it is going to become a movie. We'll talk to him about that at WonderCon. He's going to be there. So, again, send yours to books at thegeekspeakshow.com. Books at thegeekspeakshow.com. And next week we will feature maybe some of your books. That's the Geek Speak Show Book Club. Tell us what your favorite books or graphic novels are. Books at thegeekspeakshow.com. And let's talk some TV now. We can't really call it the boob tube because I don't think flat screens have tubes in them anymore. Do they? I don't know. They don't. But I don't really feel like talking about TV this week. Well, week and a half, you will, because revolution will come back. And the lights, True. the electricity comes back on. But there is something sad that, well, I'll let you tell everybody what's going on. <sighs> It's really sad. I almost cried, like silently shed a little tear because Clone Wars is now officially done. After the fifth season, they uh, they put out an announcement um, on Monday that they're not going to be continuing, although they do have some side stories um, that they had been uh, kind of had in production that they're going to finish out. So there will be more animated um, stories coming out in some form, which we don't know what that is yet, um, with that same look and everything. But there's no more... Friday night, Saturday mornings, waking up for Clone Wars. Although I just was thinking about that. In that announcement, it didn't say either if Dave Filoni is going to be involved in these side projects either, did it? Not really. Um, I mean, I would I would think so since I he had his hand so. in everything in there, but it's questionable. And then they also put Seth Green's uh, Star Wars Detours on hold. So now we have to wait more for that. It's very depressing. Yeah, well, this uh, I read the announcement too. They said that because they have seven, eight, nine coming out, and they have to concentrate on that. They don't, they they don't think it's a good business move to have all these things coming out at once. Which you know, it's if it's called detours, I think people kind of know. Plus, we're smart. I mean, Disney's already calling plus, us dumb. I think it's we know Star it's not. Wars. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it's Star Wars, and um, hello, if they've looked at any of the trends, we. If even if they all came out on the same day, we would make plans to see every single one of them. So that's an excuse. That's how we schedule our days. It's like, okay. I know. What's the first show? And okay, there. Okay, lunch. Eh, we don't. We can skip lunch. Okay, we can go watch this one now. Then we got to get home or set our DVRs to watch Detours and Clone Wars and this and that. And then go watch it one more, Go watch episode seven one more time. That's how we plan our days. Trust me. We, we, and we yeah. So if anyone's listening from Disney, please just keep going. Throw it all at us. It doesn't matter if it's all at the same time. We just want it. So that was the... Uh, Sad announcement for for Rachel and every Star Wars fan in the universe out there. Um, Although, honestly, I mean, how long was it on? Four years? Five years? Clone Wars? 
Yeah, it, it, this was the fifth season. Yeah, it started to feel like like Star Wars was hundred year war. It was just never ending. It seems like there was the, the Clone Wars were the longest event besides the you know the the New Republic and and then the old Republic. Well, and it was. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't over like hundred years and all that. Well, it should be. And, and and let me ask you this also now that it's over, um, or gonna be over. One of the most famous lines, again, in the original Star Wars is when Obi-Wan first tells Luke about how he knew Anakin Skywalker and, uh, you know, saying that he was a great pilot in the Clone Wars. Do we get to see that in the uh, in the, in the Clone Wars series, how Anakin is a, such a great pilot? You do. And uh, so one of my friends was actually uh, Facebook messaging me, asking me questions about the Clone Wars the other day. Um, but Anakin becomes the person that that you kind of thought he would be when you watch that, when you're listening to Ben talk about him. He's the pilot. He's the general in the Clone Wars. He's the one, you know, taking control and, and doing all of these things. And then what my friend said is, how come then in episode three he goes back to being this whiny little boy? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, there are some continuity issues and we can't get around that. But in the Clone Wars, it's, it's exactly what you wanted to see. And, and maybe even what you kind of wanted to see more of in the actual movie. So, yeah, it's really cool. And he's awesome. Last time you mentioned that something happened to Ahsoka. Does that mean we're not going to know what happened to her now? Well, you have to watch the season finale, so which has already been out for a couple weeks now. So I guess it's not really a spoiler alert. But um, yes, you do see what happens as far as why she is not with the Jedi. Um, but we don't know necessarily anything more than that at this point. So I'm hoping to explore that a little bit more uh, with whatever else they're going to release. But oh, so Damon Lindelof wrote that. Kidding. <laughs> you know, we love you, Damon. Just kidding. He can take it. Um, so, uh, what, oh, Walking Dead is still on, you know, another good episode, so, sort of, I mean, it's setting up the last three episodes, it, it, it's setting up a big, huge war that's coming between the town, the prison, we'll see who wins, we'll see who dies, because somebody will die. Of um, course. Revolution, like I said, is coming in the week and a half on the 25th, returns, finally, Grimm, speaking of returns, Grimm was back last Friday, Get, keeps getting even better, it's a pretty good replacement for Fringe, not better than, just a good replacement for not having Fringe on Friday nights. Pretty good story. I recommend you. If you have you seen that one, Rachel Graham? Um, I've seen two episodes of it. Yes. Yeah, I would say and, if you liked Once Upon a Time, you'll like this one too because this one's a little darker than Once Upon a Time and scarier too. Yes, a little more adult, I guess, is yeah. how you could put it. But it's got drama. It's got action. It's got comedy. It's got everything. You'll you'll love it. Yeah. Um. So so Graham is back. Arrow's still on. Uh, Falling Skies, I'm not sure exactly when it's coming. I, I want to say April, early April, um, but that's coming back also with Steven Spielberg pr- production on TNT. Um, you actually sent it to me. They sent you the uh, the press release. The Science Channel has the uh, Are We Alone month going on, um, asking the question, are we alone? Because, uh, you know, we may be, we may not be. 2012 supposedly was supposed to give us the answer. All the ships were supposed to show up on, on December 21st. Obviously, they didn't. We didn't have anybody come out and say, fascinating. Um, speaking of Vulcans. But that's going yes. on the Science Channel. We will maybe talk to somebody. I've actually, and Joe mentioned this a couple times on his Geek Out section, I've watched the first two episodes of Vikings on History. Pretty good, actually. And, and another little tease, we may have either one of the writers and or one of the actors come on and talk to us about Vikings. So all you Vikings fans have something to look forward to. Except those of you in Minnesota, because you still 
have nothing to look forward to. But <laughs> if, you, if you like uh, the the Vikings series on, on history, we'll we'll get uh, like I said, the writers or one of the actors to come on and they'll talk Vikings to you. So that's what's going on on TV. Let's call it a show. Um, you gotta get somewhere. I gotta get somewhere. But I'll be back. We'll do a quick quickie with, like I said, you can, some of you guys know her as the female. Chris Hardwick. That's a visual I didn't want, but that's how some of you guys know her. We'll talk to her in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. This conversation will continue in a moment. The Geek Speak Show. Check this out. Geeking Out with Joe Dapitana. Geeking Out and The Geek Speak Show are powered by Collider.com, GeekTyrant.com, GameTyrant.co, MightyVille.com, RamaScreen.com, and Zergnet.com. Here's Joe. George Lucas has confirmed that the big three will be returning to Star Wars Episode 7. Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, and Han Solo will be played by the original actors, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford, respectively. Yet to be confirmed for return is Warwick Davis, the wee little person actor who played Wicket the Ewok in Return of the Jedi. Jokingly, of course. Davis did say that he would love to play a Sith villain with a lightsaber, but he's got my vote to play Yoda's evil twin. Keep your fingers crossed for Lando, though. We never know when we'll see Lando. So long to Star Wars The Clone Wars. It was announced that after five years and many, many memories and some stones left unturned, i.e. Ashoka leaving the Jedi Order, that the animated TV series will be coming to an end and won't be renewed for a sixth season. Tear. There's a lot of potential that the plots for season six may go straight to video, but only time can tell. Till then, may the Force be with them. In another galaxy owned by Disney, everyone's favorite cartoon mouse is coming back to TV. Disney's very own Mickey Mouse haha, will be starring in a new series of comedy cartoons. Haha. The 19-episode project will debut June 28th on, Dis- on the Disney Channel, Disney.com, and Watch Disney Channel, among other platforms. Haha. The series will be in the style of the old 1920s cartoons, but set in contemporary settings like Iraq, Afghanistan, and North Korea. JK, JK. And since we're talking returns, Kevin Smith has started writing. Drumroll, please. Clerks 3, and he says that it's going to be the best film he'll ever make. The filmmaker announced on his Facebook page that he started writing the third installment on the exciting lives of Clerks at 4.20 a.m. Coincidence, maybe? I'm thinking Wake and Bake, if you know what I mean. Bumf! Alan Cumming is coming back as Kurt Wagner, or as his villagers call him, the Night Crawler. Bumf! In X-Men Days of Futures Past, James McAvoy, who plays the young prof X, had leaked the news in a recent interview in which he also confirmed Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Fassbender, Nicholas Holt, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, Halle Berry, Halle Berry, Halle Berry, Peter Dinklage, and Hugh Jackman will be in the movie. Days of Futures Past is based on the 1981 Chris Claremont and John Byrne storyline from Uncanny X-Men issues 141 and 142, and the movie will geek out on July 18th of next year, or as Old men say, the days of future's past. Bump. However, not returning to the big screen is Ghost Rider, or at least Nicolas Cage's take on Old Flamehead. Nicolas Cage has said that he's done with the role, and that he's done what he's had to do with the part. <laughs> so for anyone, if there isn't one hoping for the Ghost Rider 3, we'll have to get our pen and stare fix somewhere else, and from someone else. Universal Studios has released the new Red Band trailer for Kick-Ass 2. 
and it is Kick Ass. Kick Ass, Hit Girl, and McLovin are reprising their roles in the sequel based on Mark Millar's comic series, and it looks like this time around Jim Carrey is joining their ranks. Insert Jim Carrey reference here. Smoking like a glove. Kick Ass 2 geeks out this summer on August 16th. In other kick news, or kick related news, Remember that kick-ass game, Road Rash? Holla if you had a Genesis, what what? Well, Road Rash creator Dan Geisler, 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 announced on, Pres- on Reddit that he'd be down to make a new installment of the beloved violent motorcycle racing game after taking 20 years off of the series. However, it all depends on consumer interest. If, and only if, there's enough interest and some crowdfunding, Geisler is willing to do a kickstart on it. Sony geeked out a new poster for a new sci-fi thriller starring Will and Jaden Smith. The movie's called After Earth, and it's directed by the one and only M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Shyamalan. It takes place a thousand years after cataclysmic events forced humans to leave the Earth and relocate to a new planet called Nova Prime. However, when an asteroid storm damages the Fresh Prince's space car, he and Jaden crash land on the now unfamiliar and dangerous Earth. After Earth geeks out June 7th of this year. Check this out though. Director Jose Padilla is rebooting Robocop. <laughs> the suit looks a little Darth Vader, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes, Batman Begins-ish, but nonetheless it's Robocop for damn sure. The story is familiar. Former good cop Alex, you can call him Murphy Murphy, gets wrecked and rebuilt as a robot cop, or Robocop if you must, and then takes on the streets. All the while, the world is being run by the multinational conglomerate Omnicorp, or OCP. Robocop is set in 2029, but this film is set to geek out in theaters on February 7th of next year. And if you guessed it, yes, Samuel Jackson is in this movie also. Since we're talking futuristic tech, Google senior developer Timothy Jordan revealed Google's newest project at South by Southwest. That project is called Project Glass. If you haven't heard, Project Glass is, in a nutshell, a computer that you can wear like glasses. At South by, Jordan demoed the head movements, voice-controlled search, ability to access news on the fly, and projected pictures with the heads-up display. Nothing yet is known about the long-term effect to one's eyesight, but one thing is certain, it kind of looks like a Dragon Ball Z energy scanner. More info can be found at the Project Glass Google Plus page. And finally, in Walking Dead news, nothing happened. Just a lot of talking. And so this concludes this installment of Geeking Out with Joel. If you ever want to hit me up, my email is joel at geekspeakshow.com or you can always find me on Twitter at Joel Japatana. I'll spell it out because it's always confusing. J-O-E-L-J-A-P as in Peter, I-T as in Tom, A-N-A. <laughs> Till next episode, as President Morgan Freeman once said, get busy living or get busy dying. Are you ready? Here's Geek Speak Show Quickie. And this time around is going to be with Stephanie Thorpe. Uh, you guys, have, you all of you know her who listen to the show. And in case you haven't, well, keep listening because here she is. Stephanie, welcome to the Geek Speak Show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So I was going to tell everybody what what, what exactly you do, but since you're here, go ahead and tell everybody <laughs> what you do, who you are, uh, what what you don't do, I should say. There's so many things that you do. Okay. do. <laughs> um, I consider myself a multi-hyphenate. I'm an actor slash producer slash director slash writer slash content creator. Um, I work, uh, I've done a couple of feature films, a handful of short films. I work mainly on the web now. Um, you can find out all about me at thestephaniethorpe.com uh, or follow me on Twitter 
at the Steph Thorpe. Um, and um, I'm working on a couple of really fun web series right now. Yeah, the, this show being called the Geek Speak Show, a lot of things that touch us, the geeks, uh, are some of the things that you work on. Uh, tell us about some of those geeky projects that you do. Well, cool. Um, the first thing that I would really love to highlight is uh, it premiered yesterday, season four, uh, Shelf Life, with um, Yura, Yuri Lowenthal and Tara Platt, who are fantastic, amazing talents. Um, and we've been working on that show together for four seasons. Uh, we like to call it our live-action, raunchy story. Um, and it's about four live action, so it's Yuri and Tara and, and two other action figures on a shelf and the shenanigans that happen when the kid who owns them go out of the room. And uh, this year we're taking it off the shelf. We did a very successful Indiegogo campaign and uh, the first episode of the four season premiered yesterday. We have some wonderful guest stars that will be appearing in this season and it's just really a romp. Um, all the episodes are under five minutes. Uh, it's not safe for work uh, due to some language, um, but uh, a really good time and I, I can almost pretty much guarantee you'll laugh and if you don't, it's because you don't have a sense of humor. So. There you go. Yeah, we've had Tara and Yuri on the show a, a few times, actually. There, Like I was saying right before we started, they're, they're very funny people, really nice people, too, and, and, and definitely geeks, yeah, Yuri especially. Oh, through and through. Absolutely through and through. They uh, they are authentic, uh, salt-of-the-earth, great people and, and just wonderful talent. So I highly recommend everyone check out Shelf Life Series at shelflife.com. And I've been producing that, and I have a recurring character in that as well. So um, that's something new and exciting that came out. Something that I'm in the works for is I'm actually premiering a new series next Tuesday, um, the uh, 3rd, no, March 19th, the third month, March 19th. uh, And that show is called The Ladies and the Gents. um, And we filmed 40 episodes of that in the fall. uh, And that uh, basically the premise is uh, one bathroom Uh, Two bathrooms, one night, one nightclub. And so we go into a ladies' restroom and watch all the shenanigans that happen in there and as well the men's restroom. And we have some crossover of characters. Uh, And that's that's geeky comedy. Um, What I like about it is uh, for the women's side, it's all written, produced, directed um, by women and uh, and should be a lot of fun. So we're sneak peeking a few episodes at a premiere party in Los Angeles next Wednesday. And that series will be launching in early April. We're going to hold it until after Easter and WonderCon because, you know, why compete with uh, geekery and religion when you can wait a week? (laughs) What was the website for that again? Uh, The website for that is theladiesandthegents.com. Theladiesandthegents.com. And uh, uh, the site will be launching shortly, but you can get information about the series there as well as on my site, thestephaniethorpe.com. And if you want to follow it on Twitter, at... Ladies, gents, show. Yeah, and I also heard uh, we we also follow Jen, Jenny Landa. She's one of our followers too. Uh, she's she was talking about SlumberCon, oh. which is something that you you two will be working on. Can you tell us about oh, that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm so blessed to have such great female partners. Um, I work with Tanya Einan from Cater Pictures on The Ladies and the Gents. And Jennifer Landa and I have a project called SlumberCon, which is sort of our it's our ultimate geeky dream come true. Um, uh, a lot of us talk about the, the con hangover that happens after you're finished with San Diego or mm-hmm. even Emerald City Comic Con where I just was. And, uh, you know, when you're there, there's the assumption that you can speak a common language. So you can, like, 
you can make a joke about the Dothraki and everyone knows what you're talking about. And of course, Game of Thrones has done a lot to make that more, you know, in our popular culture, yeah. not just our geek culture. But uh, you come back and the world's a little less bright. I come back to L.A., I'll make a geek comment. People will look at me like I have three heads. Um, <laughs> and it's a bit of a bummer sometimes. Um, so we created a show, which is... Um, a geek girl chat show, but uh, guy-friendly as well, and it's me and Jen in our pajamas because I have a geeky t-shirt addiction. I am addicted to We Love Fine uh, and T-Fury and all those wonderful shirt-a-day sites that you can just buy from your iPhone, Um, and to give myself an excuse to wear them, uh, we wear our geeky tees and our pajamas, and we interview guests, and we make geeky cocktails, and we make geeky food, and uh, we just, you know, try and keep that con spirit live going. So we released a promo to that, um, got a great response. And so right now we're shopping it around, trying to find a good home for it, a little bit of funding, and then we are going to shoot lots and lots of it um, and have a grand old time. We plan to craft, we can't plan to have cosplay fashion shows, all that good stuff. So It's definitely something to look forward to. Uh, so we're talking to yeah, Stephanie. You can, yeah, yeah you can find it at slumbercon.com. It's easy to remember, slumbercon.com. And like I said, we're talking to Stephanie yeah. Thorpe. Uh, as you can tell, new media maven. You can call her. She does everything new in, in the new media. Um, I I can I can say that when uh, I'm not going to ask you how old you are. You never ask a lady her age. <laughs> but uh, I'm in, and I have a birthday coming up, so I'm really sensitive about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I can say I'm I'm in my early 40s. Um, when I was in school, you know, because I'm from that Star Wars generation, I actually saw Star Wars in the movie theater, and I I, mm-hmm. I also took my Star Wars T-shirts and lunch boxes and everything. I was made fun of back then, and you know, it's, it's nice to see now that we're accepted. We're we're just like in everyday life. Uh, now I gotta say, also, though, although I could, I never experienced that myself for obvious reasons. Being a girl and a nerd and loving Star Wars, comic books, all this stuff had to be mm-hmm. doubly hard. I, I would imagine. Did you have to go through something uh, like that? Yeah, it was. You know what? It was really tough. Um, it was really tough, but. Um, uh, you know, I got the politics of it and played along really quickly. I went to an all-girls school, so I was, like, in, like, double threat mm-hmm. mode. So there there I was as, uh, you know, a 13-year-old reading Piers Anthony Vance novels and Dragonlance and hiding them and getting suggestions from the teacher saying, um, you should bring the Sweet Valley High to school <laughs> instead, and, and just being like, okay, I can cut out the cover of the Sweet Valley High and paste it on top of Raceland's face. <laughs> Great. Um, and at the same time, I was going to... You know, thanks to my dad, he's the one who got me into science fiction. I'm sure he always wanted a boy, but instead he forced me to ring, read, like, The Lord of the Rings and Dune. I'm not kidding, at eight years old. And uh, so I have him to thank for my love of Star Wars. Um, it took me to the theater for Empire Strikes Back when I was a baby, um, even though he was like, you won't remember it, but it'll be in your body. And my parents got into a huge fight about it because he thought, my, my mom thought he probably made me deaf after that experience. <laughs> and, uh, um, but I, you know, I got to, to, you know, somewhere in my genetic code is that experience, which is wonderful. Thanks, Dad. And, um, and uh, so, you know, with him, I was able to go to Star Trek conventions on the weekend and I would get to school on Monday totally uh, buzzed and excited and knowing still, oh, well, I had to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Uh, and that I'm so thrilled that that is not the way it is anymore. Uh, I'm so glad that uh, no one has to hide what they like um, and, you know, that it's embraced and considered cool. And uh, it's just so much, it's just so wonderful. And, and the more people that discover um, 
science fiction and fantasy and gaming and anything geek, you know, the more and more stuff we're going to have to enjoy. So um, I do my best to try and be an inclusive geek. But at the same time, you know, the crotchety me feels like, oh, man, it was so tough. You got it so good. Enjoy it. I just want everyone to really enjoy how wonderfully inclusive uh this area has become. Yeah, and, and, I, and I just, can be. Yeah, and I, I say you know I really enjoyed seeing uh, what I'm calling the rise of the fangirl, the geek girl, if you wish, if you will. Um, I'd say the past five, six years, there's even a geek girl con, which I'm, uh, I know you've been to a, a couple times. Um, yeah, both times. The, and and on this very show, the Geek Speak show, I you know I've, everybody who listens, you guys know that I I have mostly all girls with me. I'm I'm about the only guy besides Joel, also. No, but but uh. What I was gonna, uh, the reason why I'm, I'm saying that is, I'm, I'm gonna ask you is if there's anybody listening now, a geek girl, fan girl, whatever you want to call yourself, yeah, and who wants to start a podcast, a blog, a video show on YouTube or anything like that, what kind of advice would you give them if they want to do that? I would say pick the thing that you absolutely geek out about, that you're incredibly the most passionate about, and just do it. Uh, and don't like it's really hard to be afraid of judgment and you know. Uh, you know, people saying mean things can be tricky, you know, tricky. There are trolls roaming everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you love it, um, fly your geek flag high and uh, start a podcast on that topic you love. And even if it's something really tiny, you know, who cares? You're going to find other people out there who who love it. And that's what it was like for me. I was an eight-year-old girl who read ElfQuest up in Canada. I thought I was pretty much the only person. Um, and then years later, uh, I posted a panel on Twitter and my Twitter feed blew up, and uh, one of the strongest voices was Paula Rhodes, the producer that I knew and respected from the web space, and it turned out she was a fan too. And uh, we went off um, uh, and shot a fan fiction trailer two years ago now, uh, about four minutes. We took 13 scantily clad women into the woods for three days. It was quite an experience. That's a longer interview. I'll tell you all the gory details. Um, and uh, we met, made uh, the fan fiction trailer for ElfQuest, which you can find at ElfQuestFanTrailer.com. And uh, two years later, Paula and I find ourselves holding the film and TV, the film and TV rights to that 35-year-old franchise that is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year. And perfect so, way to tease uh, that is you're also going to have... You had a panel at, at uh, Emerald City Comic Con a couple of weekends ago, but you're also going to have one at the upcoming WonderCon, right? So tease that a little bit. Well, so um, I have a panel at WonderCon, an ElfQuest panel with my producing partner, Paula Rhodes, and the creator herself, Wendy Pinney. We're really excited about it because it's all us three girls chatting. Uh, the other creator, Richard Pinney, is on the East Coast for that weekend. So it's going to be us girls talking ElfQuest. Uh, one of the new developments that Paula and I are really excited about is we brokered a deal with a fantastic t-shirt company called We Love Fine, which you can find at welovefine.com, and they've come out with a series of ElfQuest t-shirts, um, and they did a limited edition ECC C1 for us where they actually fit the Space Needle into an iconic ElfQuest image, and it worked, um, and they're going to be doing another limited edition WonderCon, uh, and that panel is Saturday at 6.30. Um, I wish I could tell you what room, but I don't know offhand, but 6.30, check your program guides, um, and that'll run from 6.30 to 7.30, uh, and then after that, if everyone's interested, um, a group that I formed called the League of Extraordinary Ladies that is all about building a sense of deep community for both men and women will be having an informal gathering in the lobby bar of the Hilton Hotel, uh, and that'll start at 8 o'clock 
um, and all are welcome. Um, so people that you've chatted with on Twitter that you want to meet in real life, um, everyone's there feeling the happy con vibe and, uh, and everyone's really friendly. So come on by. So that'll be happening on Saturday times TBA because we don't have the programming schedule yet. But Stephanie, yeah, you're yeah, well. The, go ahead. The Elf Quest is at six thirty. I just don't know what room. Okay. Um. So so you're welcome to come back on. Uh, we do we do our usual warm up the WonderCon show that'll be the Wednesday leading up to WonderCon, which is on the 29th, 30, 31st. So we will talk to you in more detail then. Stephanie, thanks a lot for coming Absolutely. on and telling us all about stuff you're doing. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to chatting again, and hopefully we get to meet in person and share a drink at WonderCon. Yes, we will. We'll do, we'll do some video stuff there. Yay. Fantastic. Okay, so Stephanie Thurgan, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Have a Bye-bye. great day. So Stephanie Thorpe will be back in a couple of weeks, as will many people who will be at WonderCon, including, of course, David Glanzer. It's not a WonderCon show without David Glanzer, so we'll hear from him, as well as mm, maybe the director of Star Trek Into Darkness. Maybe, maybe. Maybe that guy that I keep telling you likes to dress in iron for some reason. Maybe he'll come on. And some of the panels that will be there, that will be in a couple of weeks. Next week, um, I don't know. You know what we say. Come on back next week. We'll speak more geek as we get ready for WonderCon. The Geek Speak Show will be back next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, follow them on Twitter at GeekSpeakShow1. That's the number one. Become a fan on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Watch special event coverage and the GeekSpeak video show on YouTube slash GeekSpeak videos. And listen to past shows in the archive section on thegeekspeakshow.com. A big thank you to the Geek Speak Show's content providers, GeekTyrant.com, Collider.com, Ramascreen.com, and MightyVille.com. The Geek Speak Show.